Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Gray and this is another episode of the Gray F Podcast. And last week, well, to start with, uh, I hope any of you is doing good. You have had a very good weekend and you're looking forward to an amazing week as well. Uh, last week, I announced that I was a little bit sick with the flu uh, and that went in hard. Uh, but now it seems that I'm getting better. I'm actually like 95% better now. So it's all good. And as I'm speaking to you now, it's 2.40 a.m. Uh, in South Africa. So that symbolizes that I'm good and I can get back to the hustle and like hustle hard again and get things done. And today we have an exciting guest. In fact, I won't have to talk very much in the intro because this podcast itself is quite very long but and I wanted to edit a lot of things out but I just couldn't do too much of that because I feel like you guys will enjoy this I certainly enjoyed having the conversation with Tom so who is our guest today today we have Thomas Lorinavichas uh, he is from Lu- Lithuania oh my gosh yeah, Lithuania, I think that's how it's, it's pronounced. Yeah, he's from Lithuania, and that's Europe, for some of you who do not know that. And he is an entrepreneur, he's a traveler, he's a blogger, uh, but most importantly, he's a lifestyle designer. So he's the guy behind, uh, if you know the blog, Lifestyle Designed. And he's always uh, shares his concepts and what he's doing, and, you know, some important content that uh, folks like you and me can find useful. So this specific podcast episode was more about a conversation uh, with myself and him, uh, just trying to, to, I was trying to learn more about him as well as we're just trying to share it, uh, to share what kind of tools we use uh, to, to be productive and what kind of things does he do. Um, that uh you know makes him successful or to uh, to keep him going and we jumped into other things like uh, relationships we try to uh i try to ask him or his approach because we we tend to have similar approaches in life in terms of uh, trying to learn from other people who have been doing good and so it's all about reading books and watching other people that are doing instead of experimenting with two with different theories you know he doesn't just up, approach things out of the out of the world. So I was asking him about that, and we also spoke about personality traits. And he uh, he happens to be an ENTJ on Myers Briggs uh, scale, if that is, and I'm INTJ. So we spoke a little bit about that at the end, and we also talked about uh, how to change personality traits. You know, like how what other things that you could try to to change and can you really change them which i think it happened to me so i think um most people can do it and uh but most importantly we talked about uh, what it does and we talked about self-awareness and obviously productivity tools and hacks uh, so there are a lot of hacks and um routines that we talk about just don't use them for evil because these are double-sided tools which can be useful both i mean some of them so I hope you found this helpful for everything else that was mentioned in the podcast uh, will be in the show notes and books and the tools that were mentioned. I hope you found this helpful. And if anything, please let me know. And for more about Tom, 
you can find him on his blog you can even email him he's uh, he actually does reply and you can actually find out more about what he's doing uh, because he's also writing a book at the moment so i recommend that you check him out the link is definitely in the description and as always i'm out of here and i'm a proud and i'm actually proud today that i did a full-length intro without breaking or re-editing this is just like one long ass intro so i'm pretty proud of that be proud of me all right <laughs> okay enjoy my conversation with tom thank you do you, how do you describe self-awareness yeah and and probably like i think everyone has self-awareness but again i think uh, i mentioned about the imagination so everything around us that's around us is is highly based on our imagination so uh, a lot of things are fictional and we collectively believe in them just because it's the way how we can operate as human species because we have so many of us and i think we we often forget that many things are just concepts there are just fictional things like businesses and brands and and companies organizations money these are fictional these are not really like you know tangible things that you can you can get any value from but once people start believing in them i think they have such a profound and powerful impact on on our lives and 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 gen generally just on the world that it's it's the only way we can uh, we can uh, evolve and and uh, and transform into into more advanced species so so i think it's very easy to forget these things and once you forget you just take it for granted and you stop questioning the way things are and you go to job because it's the way it's the way it's supposed to be and everyone is doing that but <clears throat> but then you need to come back to self-awareness and self-awareness is uh, for me in very simple words is just seeing the way things are. So if it's raining, okay, it's raining. Why are you getting upset that you are not gonna wear your, uh, your newest shoes to show off? Or why are you getting upset that uh, you cannot go to that uh, coffee shop that is uh, in open air? So I think it's very important to kind of monitor your emotions and your and your feelings and your uh, and your thoughts because once you forget to see at the world the way things are you start creating a lot of suffering and you start creating a lot of uh, delusional expectations and these expectations uh, uh, do a lot of harm for us so I, I believe that constantly monitoring what you're feeling why you're thinking this uh, this should be this way or, or another way and most of the time just denying the truth so for example if i if i'm trying to close a deal or or land a new client for for the agency i co-founded and uh, and i see that the client is not interested i deny it i i keep suffering because like what did i do wrong you know like well, it's it's very easy. Maybe it was not the right timing. Maybe the service was not the right fit, or or the the client was not uh, trusting us enough, or whatever the reason is. And once you accept the fact, okay, this is the fact. We just uh, we just couldn't close the deal. Let's go get another one and and try to do something uh, something better. So I think self awareness is is all about seeing the things the way they are and accepting them because if you keep denying them you just uh, keep living in in uh, suffering and uh, just surround yourself with a lot of delusion so so this is uh what self-awareness is for me and uh, what helped me is uh, is mostly what helped me to improve my self-awareness is uh gratefulness so expressing gratitude and uh meditation 
So whether a meditation, so for a lot of people, and I was very pessimistic about meditation because I'm not really spiritual or religious person. And, and I thought this is going to be some kind of bullshit, you know, Zen and Eastern cultures and whatever. But I was, I was just denying the truth because I was, I was surrounded by all these stories. And then I never gave uh, myself time to just sit down and observe what's happening around me instead of just, uh, just jumping in the, into the next emotion or giving up for the next thought or whatever that was going on in my head. So I think uh, expressing gratitude and really acknowledging what is surrounding me and being grateful for these things. And a lot of these things are just like, you know, uh, luck and uh, and I'm fortunate to be in the position where I am so uh, expressing my gratitude towards the things that surround me and also observing what is going on around me so whether it's observing my own breath observing the noise absorbing uh, ob observing the environment around me but for some people it, it might be climbing so I had a colleague in uh, in London in a design agency and he was uh uh, he was a climber, so he said, "This is my kind of meditation. When 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 you climb, you cannot really think about anything else. You have to be very present. Otherwise, you're gonna, you know, like injure yourself or you even die." So I think it's very uh, important to find your own meditation. And for some other people, it's uh, it's uh, martial arts. You have to be so present, so focused, so committed. Otherwise, someone is gonna kick your butt. So, so I think everyone must uh, find their own meditation and be in the present and see the things the way they are, because you cannot just expect something and, you know, uh, give up, uh, give in into your, uh, into your emotional train or thought train, because these are going to take your mind uh, very, very far from you. So I think uh, this is what uh, self-awareness is and how you can improve it. I'm, I'm curious to know at one moment you became so self-aware or you absorbed the the concept of self-awareness because for me it was when i like i said i read the book um the four hour work week by tim ferris that kind of opened my eyes like oh man i've been wasting a lot of time and i haven't been doing a few things right so it was more like so for me self-awareness became um something like i'm more observant of how i mm. feel yeah. And how I react to things, especially because before then, um, when I'm angry, for example, and I'm walking towards a meeting or I'm meeting someone else and I have some stress from the previous thing that I was working on, I couldn't even notice that I'm angry and I'm, you know, going through exactly. life and other projects with, with the same barrier and then it would just affect everything else. But yeah. now, when I'm angry I'm, uh, or I'm disturbed, I'm, I know. Then I tell myself, dude, you're angry. And then exactly. the moment I catch that anger, I can feel my face muscles, my fascia muscles kind of releasing. Like, oh, hey, I, I was really in, in a bad state. Now I, yeah. I confronted it. It's yeah. coming open. Now I'm, I'm not angry anymore. But the, it's good like, that you say when you know, you kind of, when you know the truth and you accept it, you kind of release it. You you, you become free, because yeah. once you deal with the facts, uh, you name everything on a factual basis. Okay, this is what's happening. Uh, like you said, a client uh, don't want to work with you. You mm. you can come up with many reasons, but the moment you put the blame on them, you create more barrier on yourself. Exactly. Because you, you become, oh, what did I do wrong? Or oh, maybe I would have done this. All the things that you can't yeah. change, they already happened. So when you accept. Uh, the things say, okay, this is what happened. You know, there's nothing you can do about mm. it. Those are the facts. I'm just going to move on. 
And that kind of self-awareness uh, helps me to move on very quickly. But at what point did you become very self-aware? Uh, just just one, one more point about the, I can highly relate to that uh, thing that you said about like, you know, your face muscles relaxing or, or anything. So it's it's very interesting because when I did my 10-day meditation retreat in, in Northern Thailand, the the teacher told us that, you know, you have pain and people create even more pain because they cannot accept it. They deny it. They want like, I want this pain away, you know, like I don't want it in my body, whether it's headache or you have like, and I don't know, like back pain or whatever. So the moment you accept it, you instantly focus on that pain, right? So so you bring your attention there and you can actually release the muscle tension because you are you are trying to resist it so much that it becomes so tense. So as you said, like your body like your 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 face or or your shoulders or even a jawline. And sometimes I, I catch myself too like even if I reading if I'm reading my tweets, you know, and someone says like this blog post was shit, and I'm like, oh, you <laughs> god damn it, and th- and then I, I feel you know my my butt like my body uh, getting more tense, but then you just breathe in, and then breathe out, and then you feel okay, my jaw is relaxed, and my shoulders are are relaxed as well. I just accepted that I cannot please everyone; it's fine. So so that's a very very funny fact that uh, that's. Uh, uh, I can relate highly to because it's it's so crazy that even you know like someone said something in the morning and you didn't really take it personally it might affect your whole day and you keep this uh, this anger in yourself and uh, and all these muscles tensed and uh, and you're just stressed out and and sometimes you don't even know why but yeah I think it's important to, to increase your self-awareness so let's, and uh, okay oh you had something to say yeah no, 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 just uh, just to repeat your question, I'm I'm ready to answer it about oh, yeah. the when did I uh, become more self-aware? But if you want to ask something else, uh, let's do it. No, no, no uh, go ahead. Okay, <clears throat> so so I think uh, the the whole journey be- began when I was uh, still in London, and I was kind of looking to. I felt that you know I'm I'm not living fully to my potential. I, I didn't like studying in Denmark. I didn't like working in in London because of the weather, because of the uh, sometimes uh, sometimes the values were not aligned with mine. And I felt something is wrong. And I felt that I'm I'm not really living fully that I could. So I started looking, you know, what other people that are highly successful. And for me, success is is there are many successes in life. You have success in health. You have success in relationships. You have success even in reading books. So I, I had to become successful in many different things. And I started, I started reading about all of these routines and habits of successful people and how they start their, their days, what they do throughout the days and how they upgrade their life. And, and one of the things uh, that was coming up quite a lot was uh, mindfulness and meditation. And I thought there must be something, you know, it, it cannot be just, uh, just some kind of a fancy trend that, that people are talking about it. And, and I, and I uh, dig deeper, and I saw that there are so many people who are actually affected, and they're uh, uh, they're thankful for meditation uh, because they achieved what they didn't even think they they're gonna achieve. So, for example, Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was a bodybuilder, then he became uh, an actor, then he became a businessman, then he became the governor of California, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and right. he. In, in one of the podcasts, I think with, uh, with Tim Ferriss, he was talking about transcendental meditation. And uh, in one of the early, early uh, period of, of his uh, acting career, I believe, 
he said that he meditated for two years. This uh, He practiced this transcendental meditation and it completely transformed his life. He became more calm, more peaceful, more present, more grounded. And uh, and he agree- he credited most of his success because of that experience. Because uh, throughout these two years, uh, he got so good uh, at that practice that, that he felt all of the results and benefits of that meditation throughout his life. So, so I, I started to see that there are so many people that were practicing meditation in one way or another, but it was not really that public. So, you know, it's fascinating that you say that. Um, also, whenever I'm trying to approach a new area, I'm trying to learn new things. My approach has been to find the most successful people in that area and sort of study them or if I can mm. find them to be friends with them or mentors, yeah. you know, so that I can learn from them. That's how I do. So when I have been approaching some people that I look up to, whether through books or direct, the same concept of meditation was popping up almost mm. like 80% of them. Uh, one That's of crazy. Them, one of them being Steve Distante, who was on this podcast as well. He's, uh, mm-hmm. he's from, uh, from Long Island, New York. He manages a, a clean investment company called Vent, uh, VentureBird. They manage over a billion dollars of... Wow. Yeah. So And he's a Tesla guy. So we're chatting about Teslas and um, entrepreneurship. But he uh, that's episode yeah. number 28 for the 28 and 29 for the people listening. Yeah, if and you give it a listen, out. yeah. Yeah. So he came back to the same concept. He says meditation is something that he can never do in a day without giving it a few minutes because it does change a few things on his uh, on how he feels, how he can relate with other people and keeps him calm. So I tried meditation. I don't do it as much as I should, but I try. Uh, whenever I do it, it actually makes a difference. But I think I abuse it because I usually meditate on a day where I'm like super stressful, like super stressed. Mm. Then I'm like, okay, I need to sit down, take a yeah. co- uh, an ice bath or something, then I can calm myself down. Now let's talk about productivity hacks. Um, now you, mm. if if you're trying to transition <clears throat> from saying working from a cubicle nine to five to doing your own thing you generally work a lot more than you do when you're working on a job, right? Yeah, absolutely. For, for, exa- for example, that. yeah, yeah, totally. For example, now I have like three or four jobs. Very hectic. Mm. For you, how do you make yourself balance? How do you balance and be able mm-hmm. to do all those things at once and manage? Yeah. I think... I was not really aware of this concept, but uh, I was always kind of practicing it. And uh, it popped up in a couple of books, uh, one of them uh, being James Altucher, Choose Yourself, then Grant Cardone, The 10X Rule, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And the message in these books that I at least like I, I kind of perceived from these books was to take full ownership of your life or like full full responsibility of of what things uh, are happening around you and in your life and i think it's it really kind of resonates with me because i believe that you must be completely responsible for everything that's happening around you so for example if 
electricity you know if if uh if there's no electricity it gets cut off here or there's no wi-fi during this podcast it's my responsibility i had to think about okay what what is going to happen if there's a huge storm and then you know electricity uh, gets cut off and i cannot record this podcast i have my phone with uh, with 4g data maybe i can just connect quickly to to the phone and we can keep going and uh, if my phone is uh, is dying soon then it's another you know thing that i didn't really uh, think about or didn't fully took responsibility of and i think uh, i was kind of practicing this uh, when i was still in high school or like elementary school whatever because i felt that okay doing 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 homework is, is, is just big nonsense i don't i don't care about most of the classes but uh, i was good at there because i was kind of present in the in the class and i could do homework pretty quickly but i i never did it because of fear or expecting that someone is going to guarantee me my future and you know guarantee me something because i'm just handing in these homeworks all the time but just like choosing to do what is necessary for me was i think the the trick because that that uh developed uh high like not really high you don't probably say that a very strict discipline and high standards for myself and i knew that if anything there is and i want to get it it's my responsibility whether it's to control 1000 people whether it's to you know go out and 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 talk to these people whether it's to to learn this skill it's my job and and no one is going to do it and i think after you know like i was not really aware when i was uh, in school about this concept and then i was kind of like practicing it and then i started following all of these influential people successful people and i saw that they're they're talking about this uh uh, this concept a lot, and uh, I think one of the most famous is is opera that uh, that she she talked about like you must understand that you you must take full responsibility of your life in order to get results that you want. So so one of the things is this one that allows me to be more productive, and it's uh, a lot of times I just I just talk to people you know you just do what you want like uh, try many things try to discover yourself, but at the same time you you must be very realistic. You got to have uh, to do a lot of a lot of dirty jobs to get what you want, and if you can accept this this reality, and if you can uh, you can just blame uh, only yourself, you can accept blaming just yourself, not everyone else. So uh, I could blame uh, the the last week. I think we had uh, huge storms here in Vilnius, and uh, electricity was cut off in my in my apartment for two days. So right, I can I can blame the the electricity company. I can blame the the god, the weather, whatever. But it's 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 not gonna change anything. I'm just yeah. gonna kind of outsource responsibility for myself. It's my responsibility, right? So so I think this one uh, helps me to be very realistic. And sometimes I wake up and I feel like even though I love my job, sometimes there are so many jobs that I just don't feel like doing, like pitching new clients, preparing the the work of scope, preparing the roadmap, uh, responding all the PR emails. Uh, interviewing people or like doing boring research some of the stuff I some of the stuff I delegate to my VA some of the stuff to my partners some of the stuff I, I needed to client so just like uh, <laughs> simple no you know but all of that takes time and not everything is uh, is kind of uh, uh, enjoyable for me but it's necessary for me to to get done in order to reach my my mission to empower one million people to to change their lifestyle and uh, right now I'm writing a book and some mornings I feel like I don't I don't feel like writing or like I, I start doubting myself but then I need to come back to this responsibility you know 
no one is gonna is gonna care that I didn't have courage or inspiration or motivation to write a chapter of that book. You know, I owe to them uh, a big deal. So, so when people ask why why I do things that, that I do is that. I learned mostly online. I learned from people just like you, you know, producing podcasts, creating content, connecting with other people and introducing them to new audiences. And I really feel uh, responsible for uh, for that knowledge because you took your time, you you invested a lot of uh, even, you know, like finance, finances and money. Well, it's pretty much the same. So you invested a lot of <laughs> a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort and you sacrificed a lot of things in order to produce this content and give it uh, give it to people most of the time uh, free of charge and I feel responsible for all of these authors of the books for all of these uh, video creators and tutorial writers and and all of the stuff that they created because this impacted my life so uh, so profoundly that I'm, I'm able to live my lifestyle and if I'm just keeping everything for myself, I think it's very selfish. So I feel like, okay, sometimes you just need to do a lot of dirty jobs, you know, just to give back to these people that allowed you to live the way you want to live. And uh, and these kind of concepts, I think, are the the internal motivation for me. So I wake up and I feel like, oh, I feel like, shit, I'm, I'm not doing anything today. But then I come back, who am I? You know, like, I'm just I'm just being selfish. So So I just get back and I feel, okay, uh, this this one is is very hard task, and then I can choose two 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 ways. I can I can choose the easy way and just kind of like procrastinate and you know do it next week or next uh, next time, or or I can choose the hard way. And and once again the self awareness comes into the game, and then you and then you hear your mind saying, Thomas, just take the easy path. Just let's chill. You know, there's there's no there's no one uh, no one that stakes here and 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 my job is not like you know making uh doing the open heart surgery it's it's not really going to change people's lives instantly like it's not like uh die or live but i i believe that uh, my job my work has a lot of impact on the long term and especially if you can transform people on their uh on their kind of personal level so not like uh, addressing nations or groups or or communities and but addressing a single individual I think this is where the biggest change can uh, can start and uh, and then you can actually start impacting communities and nations because you started from the individual and I think it's very easy to forget that you know the power of one and I think Gary Vee talks about the power of one power of, of you know just one follower of one view of one reader because everything starts from one it's, yeah. it's not just that it just starts you know from one million impacting just one million right now so I think uh, these kind of things really motivate me internally and then uh, externally I try to do a lot of things like you know meditation uh, taking care of my body so again like going through all of this pain and suffering every single day and going to the gym uh, running or or playing basketball well playing basketball is, is more enjoyable but at the same time you're kind of taking care of your body and I <clears throat> and I feel that if I don't take care of my body you know meditation eating healthy and uh, waking up at the same time going to bed at the same time exercising I feel to to kind of uh, give in to these excuses like uh, I feel I feel uh, tired today. I feel sick. I should do this. I shouldn't do that. And and I think these uh, uh, these external 
kind of uh, factors like not taking care of your body and your surroundings start to affect your work a lot because yeah. if you are not really peaceful inside of you you cannot really do a good job because uh, then you have uh, doubts or you have worries you're thinking okay I didn't really exercise for a week I feel like my back uh, my my lower back pain is increasing and probably I need to see a doctor and so on and so on so once you have these simple problems that can be easily solved or prevented you your work quality suffers and you don't feel like working on on external work so I think uh, these kind of concepts really drive me but uh, obviously there are there are many things like practical things that I that I apply so uh, so one of the things is two minute rule I try to use it as much as possible and it works perfectly with washing dishes <laughs> so so there is uh, there's just a, a cup and a plate you know after after having breakfast basically eggs and there's not much to wash but most of the time you think oh, I'm just too lazy I'm just gonna keep it until the next time and I'm gonna do it next time but then I, I, I catch myself making an excuse and say okay be a warrior you know it's gonna take probably 40 seconds no more than two minutes just do it do now, it now. <laughs> yeah and I just do it and and the same is, is with emails if if the email comes and uh, I need to decline for example it's it still takes a lot of energy you know it's, oh, yeah. it's not nice it, yeah. To, to kind of decline people all the time, but I need to get used to it if 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 I, if I want to reach the next level. Because if you if you're just pleasing everyone, you're staying at the same level, and you're not really sacrificing good for great. So speaking of uh, complaining and uh, and pro procrastinating, they so many people are complainers out there, man. It's like I hate complaining, and I see it a lot sometimes when I'm working with other people. And you see some something, a little thing happens and they're just going to put their whole energy to bash it. Like, oh, it was this thing happened. And I'm like, yeah. dude, yes, it happened. Then what the heck are we going to do now? I don't give a damn like, you know, that thing happened. If it's not that significant to your life, you know, you didn't lose your limb or it didn't happen to, mm. to, to your spouse or anybody you care about. It's just like a, uh, a natural phenomenon or whatever it is, you know, so you can constantly put your energy on something you can't control and at the same time exactly at the same time i find uh, i'm working on a project with someone and you need something to get done now and they need perfection so it's always this thing of no we're gonna do it once this thing happened i remember we we had to take photos with me and my colleagues sometimes for for our website mm -hmm. so i said uh, guys give me some of the good photos that you have so that we can take it and put it on the website they're like, ah, oh, I think, you know, what, what would be best is that we take photos that look the same. So we take it all at the same time. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Then arrange that photo shoot. It never happened. You know, every time, every time I bring it up, it's like, ah, oh, no, I don't really like those photos. I think we should take another one. So, okay. It's a good idea that we, we want to take better, better ones. But if you don't do it, it doesn't mean anything. So it, exactly. It, it, still ended no progress. Up, it still ended up me getting all the old photos and use them because that was the only practical way to do it. You know, yeah. And sp speaking of Gary V, you know, he's one of those guys where, when I'm procrastinating in the morning, uh, I'm supposed to wake up now, but I'm like, okay, maybe an hour later because I usually sleep late in the morning anyway. Mm -hmm. And I look at him, I look at my phone, like my Instagram, and you see he's up, like you know, he's up and creating. Stuff. It's like all the time, dude. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. okay. So if he on his level, if he's still you know, standing up and making things happen. How about me? 
the other exactly. guy that I look up to is um, is Diddy. Most guys must follow uh, Sean Combs. Uh, most guys must follow him on on Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. P. Diddy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he's kind of like Gary Vee in some sort. Like he's always working and he shares his experiences, what he's doing now, and you you see like almost all the time his uh, Instagram live live or. Uh, status is on because yeah. it's, uh, it's up to something then i'm in my bed i'm like sleeping then i look and i'm like oh damn man i have to wake up and go do something and you talked about something fascinating to me about um some practical ways to actually keep moving and one of the ways that i actually discovered for myself is sometimes i feel more grumpy or mm-hmm. just not motivated or like I just feel like something is wrong to start something to keep going. And I usually found that the solution sometimes I just need to go as simple as going to the toilet, you know? And it took me a very long time to admit to that fact that, okay, when I feel like this sometimes, it's usually yeah. just, I just need to take a dump and come back. And <laughs> exactly. It changes everything. Having a couple of times for me too, man. Yeah. <laughs> Can relate to that. <laughs> and sometimes just yes. go out for a run and come back, it changes everything. Yeah. So what are... Talking about time saving now, um, mm-hmm. we are on this podcast we have covered a lot. Most people have heard me talking about um, mm-hmm. social media and how it affects you. But at the same time, I have to point that social media works for me. You know, it actually does work for me more than most people because I use it to my own advantage. You know, it's yeah. it's a tool. I use it as a tool. But what are other ways to keep productive and save time that you use? I personally use. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to share with people out there, I use Wonderlist, Wonderlast, yeah. to actually keep notes. It's uh, a free app that you can use on iOS, on Android, on PC. So I have it. I use like four computers, and I have it on all of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's all synced, and it's you know? synced easily, right? Yeah. So it, it, mm-hmm. there's Evernote as well, but Evernote you have to pay for it to get some certain features. But uh, Wonderlast is easy, so you just you know, it, it's easily synced. And I mm. use Boomerang. You probably know it. It's a... Uh, it's extension for Gmail, right? For Gmail, yeah. So you can write an email and schedule it for a certain time. Like, I will receive an email. Sometimes I don't have time to reply it. And I usually work... I, I usually work till late, like 2 in the morning or 3 sometimes. Mm-hmm. Then I just write it and schedule it to say, send at 9 o'clock in the morning. That kind of saves me a lot of time or sending mm-hmm. emails at a weird time for other people. You know? Or yeah. some, sometimes you can use it for Evo if you're on a nine to five gig where you 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 send your emails <laughs> late and your boss will think that you're working really hard and late. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so Another then, hack. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the other things like that. Um, I don't know yeah. what what are other things that you can share with people that you use. Uh, I actually used Wonderlist. Wonderlist. I'm not really sure how they pronounce Wonderlist. They sold to Microsoft for some reason. I thought like, oh, they're probably gonna shut down the support for it and so on and so on. And uh, and then I switched to Todoist. So it's a very similar app. But what I like is their prioritization and scheduling tool. Mm-hmm. So for example, right now, if I have something on my mind, I just come here and just dump it there on in the inbox. And once it's in the inbox, I spend every single day in the morning. And you can probably on Wonderlist the same and many other to-do apps. You can schedule a recurring task. So every single morning, 9.30, I have a task, which is P1, priority one, uh, plan my day. So I just go through all of this inbox stuff. 
and uh, and I see what I need to do, and then I'm gonna assign priority one, priority two, priority three, and this for me mostly does the job because I'm I'm not really trying to be uh, too optimistic that I'm gonna finish you know a lot of stuff today. So I have P1, P2, P3, and if I'm done with just P1, I'm gonna be satisfied for that day. So I go through all of these tasks. And uh, and also we have uh, different tags and uh, and uh, and uh, and kind of projects that you can assign and you know organize it. And I feel that it's a little cleaner and and works uh, a little better for me, at least for myself, you know, in my workflow than Wonderlist. Other than that, I use uh, Spark for the email client. So all of my emails are Gmails, even though I have my my own uh, domain. I still use the G Suite, and you can you can see all the inboxes there. And it also has the smart inbox. So smart inbox uh, says, uh, for example, right now, it says personal. It has uh, the scene uh, kind of section where I can where, where I can see emails that I seen, but I didn't take action. So sometimes on Gmail, I would lose some of the important emails because I just opened and I didn't take action, you know, like marked it as in red or responded or whatever. So also it has snooze. So for example, I see this email, I click on it and I can say, uh, snooze later today and it, it, it's powered by artificial intelligence and later today it's not going to be the same time. It's going to be, for example, it's 11 a.m. in the morning now and later today is going to be 2 p.m. So at 2 p.m. it's going to remind me about that email. But if, I, if I'm uh, clicking on that snooze at 3 p.m. it's really going to remind me at 7 p.m. Uh, then you have uh, most common shortcuts like tomorrow, uh, next week or someday. So I have some of the emails uh, snoozed for someday because they're not really important, but I don't want to lose them, you know, I might access them in half a year and I'm going to think like, oh my goodness, this is a gold mine. Mm -hmm. uh, also, you can, you can archive. Uh, I'm not really sure if you can, uh, if you can schedule emails like with a boomerang, but I didn't really have uh, the need for it. I think it's, it's really handy tool to schedule emails, but I didn't really have the need because I'm trying to be uh, not really... <clears throat> dependent on email so many people know that sometimes they, they might need you know to wait for a week for or 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 a couple of days to get a response from me and uh, i i used to have uh inspired by tim ferris again uh the the signature that's saying i'm not really checking my email uh more than twice a week even though i was checking every day but that gave me time <laughs> That gave me time, you know, to, to not be responsible for responding right away. And many people have all of these uh, trackers right now so they can see that I'm <laughs> opening their emails. But uh, yeah. but I, I, I'm very open that, you know, I have my priorities for the day. And if I if I let everyone, you know, with their emails dictate my day, I'm, I'm just not going to get anything done. So even if I saw your email, okay, I, I acknowledge that fact. I, I'm not going to say I didn't see your email. But right now it's not priority one or two for me to respond to you. So I'm going to take a couple of days and it might need uh, to give... Uh, I might need to give uh, more more thinking about it or I might need to contact someone or whatever. So, so this is how I use my email. But once again, uh, one of the most default things for me is the answer no. So I try to decline as many things as possible. And uh, the same is with like uh, physical uh, appointments or uh, not really relationships. But if, if someone is inviting me, you know, to event, just let, let's go uh, to this uh, restaurant opening. I'm like, sorry, no, I, I need to get some stuff done. Or uh, if someone offers me to 
let's let's collaborate on this uh, new project. You know, you're, you're going to be one of the co-founders or whatever. It sounds so tempting. It's amazing. But I know that I'm already committed to this project. If I take my commitment from this project, both projects are going to, uh, to suffer because I'm not going to be fully there and not fully in, into my project. So, yeah. uh, again, uh, other things after the no is... Uh, delegate or well no it's pretty much delete so i try to delete as many as many as possible so decline them or delete um, but with pr agencies you cannot just ignore them you know mm. like <laughs> these guys uh, they if you just delete their email which is the quickest way after a couple of days they're gonna follow up and say uh, sorry did you did you see my email and if you delete that email after a week they're gonna follow up again i think it's it's kind of their job so so i need to to cut things uh, right away and say thank you for reaching out but at this moment I'm not really interested I'm gonna be in touch if, if anything comes up you know right. and then this kind of ends the the future uh, distractions and uh, and I think this is very important because if I'm not investing 30 seconds to respond to this email and just spend you know a couple of seconds deleting this is gonna create a lot of mental and and physical distraction in my inbox and my head in the future because then they're gonna be following up and my guilt might be also yeah. uh, getting because I'm like ah oh, I didn't do this earlier and I'm like kind of wasting their time I'm wasting my own time and there are so many things so I'm trying to delete or or like kind of uh, say no to everything uh, to most of the things uh, possible. Uh, the second thing is to delegate. So I have uh, friends or uh, or kind of partners or 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 just someone that I can delegate. So for example, if if it's with an agency and a client needs to to know more about the services, maybe jump on a call and then talk about the, their business, our services. I always delegate that to to my partner. I'm not really working with handling clients and you know like uh, uh, the initial the initial initial step of of selling, mm. I would jump in when the client is committed, and then I would try to really get deep and see where we can provide the most value, where we can uh, use our connections, our experience, our team, and so on and so on. But if it's just selling and you know kind of wasting time, I well, it's not really wasting time. It's it's just it's just not my job. I just delegate it to my partner. If someone comes to me and they say, oh, I need a website done or a blog done, I really like your style and so on and so on. Well, I cannot really focus on that. I'm not doing this anymore. Mm. So then I'm, I'm again like delegating to someone, whether it's a commission-based uh, reference or I'm just giving it to, to, to one of the person that I trust and you know, I know that they're gonna do a very good job, which yes. is good for them, which is good for client and good for my image. And uh, and then uh, just recently I hired my second VA. The first one uh, was uh, from here, Lithuania, but we were working like remotely. And this one is from Pakistan. And uh, we're we're sorry. Still just kind of... just explain what a VA is for people who oh, are yeah, not familiar. VA. So VA is a virtual assistant, and and most of the people online just refer to it as VA, just short for virtual assistant. So virtual assistants they can be any kind of types, and and essentially just a freelancer. So you can have a graphic designer VA, so graphic designer virtual assistant, which is just basically graphic designer freelancer doing, you know, per project based work or hourly work or contract work. So you can hire them for a project, hire them for a week or have them recurring on a monthly basis. So, so right now I have a general VA and she helps me a lot with, uh, with research. Uh, so whether I'm, I'm trying uh, to write a new article, I would say just research, you know, uh, seven biggest publications on health and uh, find what they are talking about, blood pressure or whatever. 
and then she would do that and th this saves me a lot of time yeah i would say identify 50 lifestyle design influencers in the world and find their twitter uh, follower number or something so this is like very simple task but it takes a lot of time yeah and uh, and for me, I, I still I'm still learning to to delegate, but because sometimes I'm just gonna be like I can I can just do it myself, you know, like uh, explaining everything yeah. in an email is gonna take the same time as, as doing the task. Absolutely, but it's very but it's very beneficial if you identify recurring tasks. So uh, whether it's research, whether it's uh, helping me to prepare my email newsletter, whether it's to uh, monitoring my uh, Twitter or Instagram or Facebook uh, conversations happening there. It's all recurring. It's happening all the time. And I found out that writing an email takes a lot of time. Most of the time, it's not very clear. They have questions. So right now, what I use, I just open QuickTime on Mac, and you can uh, create uh, what is a screencast, like uh, record a screen with the sound. Mm. So I would just do it very dirty, unedited version of how I'm going to do it. So I'm going to say, OK, just open uh, Todoist app, and they can see I'm opening it. Then I'm going to say, click on Inbox then you can see the inbox and I'm going to say click on the first one uh, add priority number two if this task uh, is this then add priority three and so on and so on and I would show the exact workflow the exact things I'm doing and uh, the exact things I'm, I'm expecting her her to do and uh, it worked wonders you know like mm. seeing the video and and seeing how i'm actually doing and talking about it yeah uh most of the time uh, they get it from the first time no questions asked and uh, it takes just well if the task takes five minutes to do i i record a, a video in, t in in five minutes and i don't need to spend you know half an hour 40 minutes writing an email trying to kind of come up with words to explain this thing or this thing or this button and uh, and most of the time you know there are some differences on different screen sizes or uh, different operating systems so i think this kind of way helped me to to delegate a lot of tasks that take very little time but add up throughout the time uh, taking most of your time i think you know these ad yeah. management administration cool uh administrational tasks so, yeah so you're before i forget um on gmail smart you said do you pay for that service because i don't think i'm using that yet yeah it's uh, gmail suite yeah i'm not really sure how g suite g suite okay <laughs> i will check yeah. it out so, so it's basically you you connect your your domain and you get the the same gmail experience uh together with uh, with google drive and you know all the docs and everything so it's the same as having a normal Gmail account, but it's with your domain. Oh, I did and, that. I think I did that. Um, I, I'm connect. I connected my my domain to my Gmail, so I see my e my personal emails from my domain into Gmail. But I don't know if I can do the whole thing of tomorrow and all these kind of features that you you spoke about. So maybe I should look into it. If you pay for it, then there's definitely more. Uh, that's kind of a premium service for it, I guess. And uh, one thing that uh, I... so, so sorry so for this I think I was talking about the Spark app so oh, okay. it's the okay. email email uh, client for for Mac and it's just called Spark if you just e uh, Google Spark email you're gonna find yeah. it's completely free Spark and uh, it's really really clean design and I think you need to get used to it at the very beginning because I I was working mostly on Gmail and the interfaces uh, is uh, completely different but you have all of the inboxes and and you can see for example right now I use four emails and I can see 
four emails there and I have collective inbox, but I can see just inbox for that email if I click on that uh, email. Right. So, so I think it's, it's very interesting. So before we move on, we move on from the subject of productivity, uh, a few things that I want to share with people. Um, so I use Wonderlist, like I said, but now if I'm working in front of my computer, I write a note of what I'm supposed to be doing then and I stick it mm -hmm. in front of me so that whenever I'm distracted, I'm watching a YouTube video or anything in that yeah. respect. It reminds me like, dude, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. And so I give, I give each task uh, a set of time that I want to spend on it. And then if I finish early, the remaining time, I can use it to do whatever I want. There's a, a video that I want to, to see or there's somebody I need yeah. to chat to or whatever uh, like that. Yeah. Then I use that time to actually play around with it. And that trick that you said of, say, of um, designing uh, kind of like a, an auto response of saying, I don't always check my emails or I always mm -hmm. check them twice a day. I have the same, but I use it on WhatsApp because it's, I don't know about in uh, Lithuania or uh, in Venice right now. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know if how much usage do you get? Is it your primary app? But here, WhatsApp is kind of like everybody's using it for text messaging. So mm -hmm. what I did, I just put on, on my WhatsApp status that Gray does not chit chat and put a, a link to my website <laughs> or whatever. So yeah. most people know that I do not always reply as they expect yeah. me to. So I always read the message. I read it. If I don't think I have to reply immediately, I will keep it. You know, so whenever it comes yeah. up, but and nobody blames me for it because there's a something saying that yeah. I, don't, I don't always reply. So you know, you, you stated, yeah, it's clearly it's clear. Yeah. And, and I think I think it's it's very important. Yeah, just keep going. Oh, sorry. Um, I, I just wanted to finish with uh, you. You said something about when people are inviting you to things and you don't want to go or you thinking about going or not i have a, a, this mentor trick that i use i also had a problem of where if somebody say okay dude uh it's first test isn't kept Town tonight let's go and have some dinner and all these mm -hmm. kind of things and i would go and later regret that oh man i would have worked on x y and z yeah. so now what i do is that if i get invited i say no and then I tell myself, oh, if it was the old me, I would have accepted that. So that <laughs> that creates kind of like, it tricks my mind to thinking that, okay, it was me, but it used to be the old me. Now this new version yeah. doesn't do that anymore. You know, so it just became yeah. a reality over time. Yeah, that's what yeah. I just wanted to say. And you, what have you read on on relationships? Have yeah, you. relationships is also very interesting, and uh, <laughs> to me, that's very tough. Still, uh, it it is tough. I think it's it's probably the hardest thing. I think making money is easy. Relationships is hard. Yeah, absolutely. Because because you need to you know show up all the time. You have uh, you have to be very honest. You have to be you have to have no expectations. So what I learned: the communication is the key. Uh, whether it's business, whether uh, you know business or personal relationship, or you know like uh, you are your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, you need to be very open with communication and be very open with your uh, with your thinking on your expectations. Because uh, right now I'm dating a Thai girl, so it's completely different culture, right? Hmm. I cannot expect her one or the other thing because of my culture, because she she does 
she, she cannot just uh, imagine what is what is what is it like to be here in Lithuania. Mm. The same way is for me. I cannot imagine what is what is it like to be in Thailand, you know, and and culture differences. And uh, well, age is not that big difference, but some people have uh, age differences. I think it's very important to to get clear at the very beginning. You know, this is who I am. These are my uh, my weaknesses. These are my strengths. And if anything is unclear or you don't understand any, well, everything I'm saying or everything I'm meaning and expecting, just say it now and say it right away. It's much better to feel awkward and, and kind of be shy or or even feel guilty, you know, saying what you want or what you don't like instead of just letting it add up over time. And then at some point it's going to be a huge, huge problem. So anytime I feel that okay probably we shouldn't stay up late because uh, i feel that i'm uh i'm performing much better in the morning let's go uh, let's i'm, I'm going you can stay here until 10 11 i'm going to bed at 9 and i'm gonna you know follow my routine this is this is okay if you say it but if you if you just don't say it and and people don't know your intentions you kind of start you know getting moody at 8 30 and you're kind of getting angry and, and people ask what is what is wrong and you're like eh, nothing everything's fine and in your mind you're thinking like shit I'm, I'm i'm kind of like ruining my routine why am i even here well like why, why how did i end up in this position and, and so on and so on you know so i think it's very interesting yeah. Sorry, I was sorry to cut you off. What I mean is, you know, that also adds to if you find the right person who can sort of understand your ecosystem, yeah. you know, and to me, I yeah. think that's a very hard thing. It's like, how, it do, is. how I... do you find the most compatible person to understand your craziness? Like, why? Why? <laughs> why? Because you find people asking, why do you even need a routine? You know, so. <laughs> yeah, like routines are boring. Like, why yeah. would you do it? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so yeah, I think the the compatibility is also, in in one way, is a myth because I don't think you can find a perfect person. Sure. Uh, there's a there's a very powerful quote by probably unknown or someone that <laughs> I, I'm not, I cannot really remember, but they say that everyone is trying to find someone perfect, but no one is trying to be perfect. So before you know, you're trying to find the most beautiful, the smartest, the richest, the most connected, the most motivated, whatever, the most talented person. At the beginning, just try to be that perfect for someone else. And I think once you once you focus on that, you know, like uh, really understanding other people and, and, and seeing that no one is, is perfect, no one is, uh, is actually going to like everything in you and you're not going to like everything in them. And just, uh, again, like agreeing, uh, well, accepting the reality the way it is that, okay, some people are, you know, they they like to have fun and, and they like socializing and this is what drives them. Okay, that's fine. For me, it's different. I like to focus on deep work. I, I like to I like to kind of like challenge myself and see where I can go next, what kind of impact I can, I can uh, make on the world or on the other people. And this drives me and it's completely fine. I think these two people can still operate together, but it, they have to come to agreement that uh, they're not going to be on the same path and sometimes one of the person will need support in one area other person will need support in another area so I think when everything is clear what everyone is expecting and uh, they're not trying to kind of uh, become mind readers or blame someone why you didn't understand me why you didn't show up there well you didn't tell me well that's that's pretty easy right like if you don't tell people cannot know because you, you didn't express 
the the fact or the need or the emotion, whatever. So I think communication is the key. And then again, uh, instead of just running away from the problems and you know trying to get the uh, new clothes, new house, new new friends or whatever, new job, I think it's very important to see why it doesn't fit. And if it occurs over and over and over again, there is something broken inside of you probably. And instead of you know chasing new things, uh, see how you can fix it. And I think uh, this this comes uh, comes back uh, to self awareness and kind of examining and discovering yourself. And most of these things come from the childhood, I think. So, for example, when I was growing up, I was uh, I was very competitive. And when I look back right now, I think I was very competitive because. Uh, I had very good relationship with my mom, but not as good relationship with my dad. And he was, uh, he was not always just you know like celebrating my uh, my little wins as my mom did. Mm-hmm. And I think from that time I developed that uh, that drive to compete and kind of say you know like I win this, I win this. If I achieve this and that, then probably my dad is gonna say. Well, Thomas, that's that's a good job. That's, that's a impressive. really big win. Yeah, that's impressive, and you're doing a good job because I I knew that you know these little wins. If I draw something, if I read nicely, he's not gonna recognize me. He didn't give a shit about it. But it, I thought that if I'm you know achieving this or that, then I'm gonna be the 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 son he wanted uh, me to be. And I think uh, that's why I'm I'm kind of like you know challenging myself and and trying to grow and evolve all the time, transform myself. And and even now, you know, like I'm talking to him, and uh, he's already prouder than he he could ever be of me, and I'm and I'm I'm kind of thankful for him for, uh, for for this service that probably he was not really aware of, uh, for not just you know uh, congratulating me on every single little thing because it's life, you know, everyone does that, everyone reads, everyone draws, so so in a way, I think this uh, kind of com- competitive mindset and and this growth mindset came from from my childhood and i think once people start uh, <clears throat> kind of analyzing themselves you know what could have happened in the first grade or even before first grade maybe i was abused maybe uh maybe i uh i met someone that impacted my life in one or the other way and i think reflecting back to that time you can start seeing that okay all my life i was just looking for approval all yeah. my life i was just looking for someone to understand me i was looking for for someone to talk to or whatever maybe in my family i didn't really have uh people around me that i felt confident with uh, you know being uh, vulnerable being uh, intimate or whatever so i think this is very important and uh, and many people don't do that and they just keep running away from their problems from their uh, from their fears and once you go let's say you live in Vilnius you go to London problem is the same you go to mm. Germany problem is the same it's it's not that you're running away from it it's within you so you cannot yeah. really run away until you confront it so so yeah I think these are the the main things I learned about relationships and <laughs> I told you it's it's so hard to, well it's like making money just you know like create a product find people who want it sell it done yeah relationships not that easy so. <laughs> i think it's relationships are constantly changing and look you, exactly. you you said it's good to communicate and set standards of saying okay uh this is my type this is the personality that i am and you're this and we can just work it out like this the problem is to some people it sounds like a contract and they don't want to go into a relationship with all these kind of rules built around it <laughs> yeah but I, I i suggest for a person like you you definitely have those aligned yeah, and, and you're yeah, uh, it, it sounds actually like a contract, <laughs> like 
if you don't wash dishes, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. So you, you're ENTJ uh, as a personality, right? Yeah, I'm INTJ, yeah. so we're a little bit similar. Virtual high five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, virtual high five for sure. What does that mean for other people who don't understand that? Um, <clears throat> I didn't really believe in. Well, actually, my 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 first letter changed from I to E, so introverted to extroverted, and. I was very introverted when I was uh, when I was living in this, you know, like village surroundings. Uh, I grew up in a village with five houses, so very, very rural place. And then I moved to a place with uh, I don't know how many houses, a lot more, but probably 300 people maximum. So, so I always had this. Uh, how do you say? It's not really weakness, but I felt that I'm not worthy of being, you know, around a lot of people because. I didn't know many people. I was not from a rich or famous family, and I grew up in this little, you know, village. And I was just a village boy. So, mm -hmm. so for me, I didn't really have that confidence of just, uh, getting out and saying what I think. So for a long time, I avoided, especially online, I avoided expressing my real opinion or expressing my my real point of view or uh, my real kind of. Uh, thinking or way of thinking and and only probably in the last five years I started I started challenging myself and saying okay I, I, I hear this voice in my head saying uh, well you shouldn't talk to this girl or you shouldn't talk to this uh, other startup founder or you shouldn't talk to this designer because you know all of these um, excuses come up and, and you're gonna be exposed as stupid no one is gonna care about you and so on and so on and and then I would say, okay, I'm just gonna do it anyway. One, two, three, I go there and I don't have anything prepared. So most of the time my introduction is blah, blah, blah. and they're like, sorry, what? Uh, hello, I'm sorry, uh, my name is Tom, how, how are you? And you know, like the the, the, <laughs> the conversation starts so funny that they already think I'm, I'm, I'm some kind of a freak. But but these like constant challenges allowed me to, to kind of get better with your rejection and most of the time people they don't really reject you if if, if you just ask uh, hello how are you what's your name usually they're gonna say their name you know it's it's not that they're you're asking to, to marry them or uh, give you money or whatever so so I got more comfortable with uh, with this kind of rejection thing I got rejected a couple of times and then uh, first time uh, of course they are kind of painful but after them you, after that you can see like well, I'm not really dying. No one is gonna chop off my my hands or my my feet, whatever. So, so again, why why I started doing this? Because at that time I was designer, and well, still kind of aspiring designer. <laughs> and and at that time I I started to learn more about the startup world, about entrepreneurship, and I saw these people. They're like kind of different people, you know. They they think differently. They act differently. Uh, they don't whine or complain that much. They yes. see the opportunity everywhere and I saw like I, I must surround myself with these people and if I if I want to become an entrepreneur I must learn how to talk to people I must learn how to connect with them and one of the game-changing things was the the book how to win friends and influence people it was so simple and uh, these stories in the book were, were so common sense but I, I needed them you know to understand the concept and the power of of getting interested in other people remembering their names, smiling, and, and trying to provide value first instead of, you know, trying to get uh, something from them. And I just applied this book and it completely transformed my life in, in, the, in, the, in like a couple of or two or three years. 
and I started to see that I'm I'm feeling much more comfortable with uh, uh, with you know talking to strangers. Well, right now it's for me for me pretty much the same. And some of the people here in Lithuania, they're where you know kind of northern country. They're mm-hmm. kind of reserved, and when I'm just you know like acting completely the same, like I'm I'm doing with my best friends. Sometimes they look at me and they're they're like saying like you know we don't do this in Lithuania like this is not good or like <laughs> you shouldn't do this and that so so sometimes I feel that I'm I'm even too comfortable with strangers because uh, they don't really relate to 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 my experiences or kind of like internal jokes or the things I learned and uh, and I sometimes forget that. I, I might need this transitional talk or this transitional story or something to get them on the same page so they can understand me better. And uh, at the same time, for me to understand them better, because if, if, if they see that, okay, this, this guy is some kind of freak, I'm, I'm just not going to be honest and tell everything I think. So, so I think this is very important. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, and before I did the, the test and my results were with uh, introverted, so it would start with I. But uh, just uh, two years ago, I think I did the test again, and and it turns out it's 55% or something extroverted. So it went from introverted to extroverted, even though it's not like dominating. Yeah. It's almost at the middle. But uh, but it kind of like switched from introverted to extroverted, and it's very funny because I still think I'm very introverted. I I really value time being on my own and you know like focusing and getting job done. But at the same time, I feel that I get really energized with uh, uh, with uh, meeting people. But mm-hmm. again, it has to be the right kind of people. If people are really like naysayers and uh, non-believers or whatever, <laughs> complainers. I, yeah, exi- exactly. <laughs> I I feel like oh my, this is this is go- going nowhere. You know, like I'm hitting the wall. Yeah, I'm getting frustrated. They don't understand. They 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 kind of like they don't even. Uh, value their own time or my own time just say you're not interested you know turn away and go but uh, but yeah these these might be draining but uh, generally i feel a lot more energized meeting energized meeting uh, meeting cool people and being around them so so this test is uh, i think it's my my breaks test yeah, yeah. it's called uh, a police psychological test and uh, i think it's one of the the most famous in the world uh, personality tests and uh, I believe there are 16 personality tests. So if you just go to website 16 personalities, just Google it. You can uh, do the free test. I think it takes 10, 15 minutes, and and be as hon- as, as as honest uh, as possible, and just don't overthink. So I did it uh, twice. Uh, so first one uh, in the last two years or something, and this one just a month ago. And and I was you know like kind of curious what is gonna happen right now. Probably mm. I'm I'm kind of like I, maybe I was lying to myself the first time or this or that, but the result came out the same. So yeah. so I think it's pretty accurate, and uh, and it's good to know your your hidden uh, motivations, what drives you, what uh, drains you, what energizes you, and then you can see what is actually compatible with you, like other people. And uh, I think understanding other people also, so like giving giving the personality test to people you work with, coworkers, your 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 friends, your family, uh, even you know like uh, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. I think it's gonna give you more understanding of the way they think. So some people might be motivated by uh, by more and more logical causes, but other people might be motivated by emotional causes. So you can see that this person really really. Uh, 
values security stability and 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 knowing what is next while other people they prefer you know like taking risks and uh, and kind of imagining all the wild things that might uh, might happen but they they don't really care about stability or stress sounds so, like me so, <laughs> so, so yeah so i think uh, just knowing these things about the people you work with you can see okay i need to work with this person in this way because they they prefer uh, being stable and informed while other person might be waiting for for my email for a week and he he won't give a shit you know he doesn't really care mm. unless i don't respond ever so so i think it's it's very important uh, test to first like do it yourself to understand yourself and uh, you might see some of the things that validates your your kind of uh, hidden expectations and some of the things might be new so i think it's very powerful so um just to make it clear to people ENTJ means uh, uh, it's an acronym for extraversion, intuition, thinking, and judgment. And uh, like I said, I'm an INTJ. But look, I do I did take this test like three years ago, and it came out introversion, intuition, thinking, and judgment. I don't know if I would take it again; it would change because I also, like you, um, came out very introverted. I think it's mostly because at a certain stage of my life, like I just, I concentrated too much on learning the things that I was interested in. And it was, it's like 90% computer related stuff. So I spent mm -hmm. a few years of my life just like in my room, in my house. I sort of disconnected with all my friends and just like learning yeah. the things. I was just like nerding out on things that I wanted to know, sure. you know. Yeah. Paying the price. Exactly. So, and then I moved to Cape Town and it was a whole new world. You know, there's so many, uh, so many different types of people here from all over the world. And it's kind of a social city. So, and with the directions now that I started to take, they were driving me towards those uh, being so, sort of an extrovert so that I can communicate better with people. And I was like scared shitless. And uh, <laughs> some of the... Uh, tricks that I used were I started couch surfing. Uh, couch surfing, uh, we, have talk, oh, yeah, yeah. we have talked on this subject on this podcast for some people who want to check it out. Um, and this podcast actually started with me interviewing my couch surfers. So it was one of the things that I tried to do to get better at um, expressing myself. Another thing mm -hmm. that I read, I can't remember which book, was if I go in a social environment, I would talk to the hardest girls, the hardest girl in that circle. You can imagine yeah. how, how tricky and sweaty it face slap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, that helped me to quickly uh, come out comfortable and confident to, uh, to communicate with people. So I don't know if I would ch uh, change, I would take the test again. It would probably change. I don't know. But definitely my, yeah. my social um, competency or awareness would definitely be higher than before. Yeah. So I think this is a great point to end it. Thanks so much, man. This was a blast. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too as well. Cool, Thank man. you so much for the invitation. Cheers, man. Have a nice day. You too. Right. Hello, and right before you go, I just want to let you know that the Grey F podcast comes out every week. And it depends sometimes on Mondays, sometimes on Tuesdays. But most importantly, you can subscribe so that you get notified whenever I upload a new episode. And you can do this in many ways, uh, whichever works for you. But I'm on iTunes. Uh, the Grey F Podcast, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher Radio, uh, TuneIn, and on my website as well. 
So if uh, you're on any of those platforms, you can just you can just subscribe. And I would also appreciate if you leave me a five star review on iTunes. That helps the podcast a lot. And this is my episode, I think number fifty seven. I've done fifty episodes. All the guests from like around the world, different types of people, uh, and different types of curious minds which you can also learn from so i recommend to check out some of the previous podcasts and also if you have some input that you want to put in something you need to say that i can add to the podcast you're totally welcome and i am recording from cape town south africa you can say hi on my website and i will see you on the next one thank you